Yeah, so I had this guy come up to me the other day and he said, uh, I keep going and checking to see if you guys have done another podcast and there's nothing there. We recorded right up, like our last one was right, but pretty much right, right before after, the election. Well, yeah, it was right after the, the what I would now call the primary, because that's primary. what it really is, right, right, right. before the general. But then we never followed up after the general. No, because I, so I was gone. And I was gone. So during the general, I had to early vote. I did too. Because I left town. We left town the same Just week, in case. Weekend, I mean, I it could have gone. Yeah, that's right. It could have gone I- any number of ways. I went to the West Coast and you went to the East Coast. I did. And uh, now we're in the middle of the country. And this is the BNA podcast. I'm Jay. I'm Brian. Welcome. There's music in here somewhere. And da-da-da. Yeah, da-da-da. Okay, well, we're Man, back. Man, we're actually back. We are. Uh, we will tell folks. Um, so my church building where we record this, uh, we have a choice in the particular building that we're in that we can either have heat or cooling. So on October the 15th, because it was getting really c- cool in the evenings, we switched the system over to heat which we can't switch back to cooling until, oh, you know, the spring. spring. Yeah. So uh, it's It's a fascinating. It's rather warm outside. The heat is still on. Yeah. And so we have the windows open in the studio, which is not conducive to recording a podcast, but we're going to do it anyway. Well, you can probably, if you hear any sirens or what, that's just Gallatin Road. Yeah, it's no big deal. We're here in the middle of it. We are Exactly. You know, we are, even as we speak about, I don't know, 25 yards from Homeless Services Center? Oh, yeah. No, they're, they're actually right above, yeah, yeah. right above us. Right yeah, right above us. Probably, yeah. probably, yeah. Tw- probably my, less. Probably 20 prob- feet. 20 feet. Yeah. From homeless people. So they're really, they're really, then there are a bunch. I was greeted by some homeless people. So what do we And they're do? really nice. I mean, they're here, and it's like they're in the parking lot, and I used to find it a little disconcerting, admittedly, whenever I was around homeless people I didn't know or had no, you know. And I walk in, and I'm I'm carrying, like, couple thousand dollars worth of gear and stuff and i'm yeah eh, they yeah. don't care they don't care no. no it's fine no it's it's uh it's normal it, today was a wednesday where we do showers and laundry in the morning oh, so that's cool so you always end I up have, with some interesting folks. i bet but clean well by the time they eventually leave. Yeah. right i mean it's, this is a great thing clean. yeah we do we do uh showers and laundry on monday and wednesday and then uh, our friends at Shower the People, which have this really cool bus that I'm trying yeah, to get them cool. to tie-dye paint it. And uh, they do yeah. showers on Friday nights, which is cool. How come they don't tie-dye paint it? I mean, they could get uh, a wrap. They're trying to come up with the money. Oh, okay. So they need a wrap. They need a wrap. Yeah. yeah, they're working on it. Good. I thought the Partridge family would be nice, too. But it's a good look. I'm only the only one old enough to remember oh, yeah. that. You That's know. so weird. You know, it is. I mean, it's not like I'm. I know that I'm the only one old enough to remember some things, but like the Partridge family feels like culturally significant enough that people would have heard about it. It was, but it was they absolutely. haven't. No, a lot of folks haven't. So let's or say the cow seals. There's folks stuff. really didn't know about the cow no, seals. and that's really weird. Yeah, the one ca- of my friends. I mean, the cow seals. I, I don't know their individual names, right? But one of the cow sills sort of retired into playing music at a pub in Studio City, California, the um, Fox and the Hound. And he was there like two nights a week. And he would just hang out and host trivia, play the guitar. And you would sit there and drink Bud Light. Yeah. Well, I couldn't drink Bud Light there. They didn't allow it. But I did drink. 
uh, copious amounts of whatever was there. Yeah, and that's the normal sound on Gallatin. Yeah, that's that's the. Uh, that's. I mean, that's what we should maybe leave the windows open all the time. Maybe. If we're going to talk about Nashville, Tennessee, then we might as well have exactly. Nashville, Tennessee in the background. So what's happened since we were last on? Well, a whole bunch of things. Like, um, okay, so first of all, we both did trips. We did. Both of them had some significance in in that you can't go other places. Oh, absolutely. Without thinking about this one. Yeah. Right. And so, so I was in Los Angeles, and then. Seattle, I think that's yours. I that think was I mine. Yeah. yeah, his phone made a noise. It's like it's because like he's like a super kind of notorious person right now. He was on This Is Nashville on the NPR show, right. and now he's going to be in the Nashville scene. And you know, he's it's it's he has to keep his phone on because I mean he has press inquiries. Uh, to answer, yeah, you know. exactly. All those. But anyhow, so, so so I went to L.A. You and went then to I went LA. to Seattle. Yeah, these are both places, sort of. You know, famous for all of the homelessness and civil unrest and right. all these horrible things that are always going right. on. Right, yeah, exactly. And what you notice when you go there is there's just nothing going on. Right. I mean, yeah, there's a bunch of homeless people, but I mean, think about it. Yeah. If you were homeless, right. <laughs> where would you go? I wouldn't where go to Seattle. Seattle's not bad, though, because okay. the services are good. Okay. But in L.A., the weather's perfect, right? So... Well, except for this year, because there's been a lot of rain. Well, it rained year. a lot, but it was 78 when it rained, true, right? I mean, that, you know, true it's, that. Yeah. if you're going to have to be wet, you should be wet and warm, right? Yeah. So the there are a lot of homeless people. Uh, I didn't see any problem with it. I went to, like, Ground Zero in Seattle where mm-hmm. they had the autonomous zone where they were, like, whatever they were called. Right. That, where they took over the police station right, or whatever. Right, yeah, yeah, gotcha. I went over there, and it's... There's no broken windows, and the yeah. houses are all painted, and people are going no about their business. No Antifa walking on the streets? No, no. Uh, or in Franklin. Or in Franklin, either, Which yeah. is really where the Antifa seem to be. That's what I hear. At least one of the uh, former uh, candidates for um, aldermen. They're not council people, there. They're no, alder they people. aldermen. Alder there. people. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, all of that. So we'll get back to Franklin here in a but minute. But then you, so. went, you went to So uh, I went to— The um, East Coast. Yeah, I did. I went to southern Vermont, which was kind of like if we looked out the window of the house I was staying at, uh, across the cornfield and the river was New York. Got it. Upstate New York. And then two miles down the road was northern Massachusetts. Got and, it. Uh, but it was basically the Berkshires, Green Mountains— um, which were beautiful. And well, they seem dreamlike. And on uh, dreamlike on account of that frosting. On account of that frosting. Yeah, James lives down just down the just road. Just down the road from you. Lenox. That's right. So, That's right. so uh, close. but but James uh it, yeah, not James. But uh, here's what I took about that place. So, you know how the Smokies are kind of pretty and there's kind of a nice thing except for there's Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg. Yeah. And, okay. Right. The Green Mountains don't have any of that. All right. No Pigeon Forge. There, there are towns. Where there's pigeons, where there is. Pe- yeah, true. Yeah. There are towns where people live and, you know, restaurants and things like that. But the tourist kind of stuff. Right, right. They're not known for their pancakes. Is no, that what you're saying? No, no, Not known for their pancakes. Uh, uh, hey, so. wait. What about the Upside Down Museum? Not that it wasn't one of those either. <sighs> Titanic. It wasn't a strip anywhere that you walk down. I mean, no, it's 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 just kind of like hmm. people live there and it's beautiful and it was cool. That so it was great. Seems I a little civilized. It. it was very civilized. Um, I will say what was cool for me as a person that works with uh, homeless individuals and houses them. Uh, one of the things that Vermont did, and I think they did this in northern Massachusetts, too, when COVID hit. They moved all, you know, there are all these little hotels 
that are around. But they're, you know, family-owned small hotels as you go up Highway 7, which is the main road. And um, so they moved all the homeless people into them because, you know, COVID and all that. And they're still there. And they don't quite know how to get rid of them, but they're not, like, just kicking them out. So they're trying to figure out how to work with that. So, But they're still in there. But they're still in hotel so. rooms. So, so finding hotel rooms is not really easy. It's not easy to do for the guests. But for the that's guest, okay. Right? Right. But, um, so anyway, but people cool. live indoors. But people live indoors, and there are cases. I'll be honest. I was in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. It was hard to find a hotel room, and people were living outdoors. Yes, of course. Well, that's true here in Nashville, too. That is true. Um, and it's so, so anyhow, if you're going to, you should tune in. You can go to the archives of This Is Nashville and listen to their homeless yeah. episode. Yeah. And Jay was there to share on that one. And then keep your eye out for the Nashville scene. He'll be appearing there. I will tell you one thing, though. So yeah. we decided we were flying in and out of Albany, which is great because Allegiant flies directly there. Cheap flights, all that kind of stuff. As long so, as you don't eat, drink, so we flew, sit, or take anything with you. Yeah, well, that's... Yeah. You know, but the flight was fine. Okay, good. But um, flying back, we flew back on a Friday night. So there were two bachelorette parties oh, and yeah. a bachelor party. And everybody on the plane, except for my friend Sam and I, because we traveled up together, everybody on the plane was ready to go to Kid Rocks. That's what they were looking for. I mean, it was the party plane. That is the deal. And we were just sitting there kind of going, oh, my God, what is this thing? But that's what they they were all coming for the weekend to party in downtown Nashville. It's astonishing. Thursday afternoons and Friday afternoons on airplanes to Nashville. Yeah. So predictable. Yeah. It is, and the airport's gotten really crazy. Yeah, I like our airport, though, although I'm super particular about what time of day I'm willing to go to airports these days in my old age. And uh, I tell you what, we did, when we flew back from Seattle, Mm -hmm. uh, every airplane, I was on a bunch of airplanes over the last couple of months, a bunch, a bunch. Um, And all of them were completely full. Right. Except one. Which one was that? San Francisco. Huh. To La- to Nashville, Tennessee, nonstop overnight. Wow, that's interesting. Got upgraded to first because it was kind of empty. Right, right. Yeah, and I had a status well. on United, so I got upgraded. Yeah, well, you're a United kind of guy. I am, and uh, although I might change that this year. Okay. Thinking about changing to American. Okay. Considering well, this, I will take all comments and suggestions. That's fine. But the, but I have status on United, so we, my wife right. and I got upgraded, and, and it was very comfortable and not that many people. You get in at like 6 in the morning, you're home. Did you sleep well? Were you able no, to sleep? No, it's okay. I mean, I don't sleep great, but it's yeah. better than nothing. That's true. And it allows me to spend a whole extra day with my grandson before I come back. Oh, well, that makes sense. Cool. Always willing to do that, which oh. is another reason, because of Leo. Right. Leo Bryan, I might Yes. Add. Leo Bryan, uh, always worth going to Seattle to see Leo Bryan. Absolutely. But I could totally live in Seattle. I was like... I was kind of ready not to like it. Yeah. But it is a stunningly beautiful city. And, you know, I loved Portland when I went up. Yeah. I was up in Portland for a couple of weeks. Very and pretty. I really, really liked it Ugh. a lot. Um, um, so but, that, that that was going on all the time doing sort of a mental comparison to the difference between living in a state that has either a balanced or democratic legislature. Right. And I will say, like in California— Mm-hmm. They do pass some of this. They pass laws so stupid that their governor vetoes them. Right. Which is really hard. Right. So, I mean. Exactly. No, it's. Uh, um, it's yeah. It's, so it's, it's a little, a bit much. But, you know, I would say generally speaking, uh, all this stuff 
you know, you go to these places that the Tennessee legislature, who have never left their county except right. to come here to vote, exactly, um, will tell you are just hell holes and and yeah. full of all kinds. Of, they're just fine. Yeah, the places I was were at was great. They so, look great, right? They they're were, pretty. They were, they were pretty, and people were nice. Don't tell me about Southern niceness. No, I mean, people up there were really nice. No, um, no, people are genuinely nice. Yeah. when you leave the South. So, yeah. so, but we're back in Nashville now, and yeah. I guess we need to think about Nashville a little bit. So yeah. we had an election. We did. We had an election that I thought went fairly well. Well, I I was not surprised by it. I was not surprised by it. Um, yeah, I like Freddie. For, for those and who it, don't know, yeah. uh, Fre- Freddie O'Connell was yeah. elected to be the the now our current mayor, uh, and he was the you know, woman that he was running against. Alice Rowley um, was a Republican uh, who got about thirty eh, percent of the vote. And like is what, Nashville, right? It yeah, defines that's, Nashville. That's what we expected. Yeah. And again, what my frustration with Alice was, you know, we talked with Alice. And Alice is a smart woman. Yeah, super she, smart, she, super likable person super to be around. Person. Really great. Really I, we, great. we enjoyed talking to her. Uh, and she was sane enough in our conversation. I was kind of like, you know, maybe I could vote for her. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably not, but it, maybe I well, could. Well, depending on who she's running against. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but then she ran to the right again. She yeah. did the David, um, the David, David Fox thing, who Fox was running thing. her yeah. campaign, basically. Uh, and I don't know. It, I, I don't understand. People have got it in their head that there is a silent conservative majority in Nashville, Tennessee, that is just waiting to be unleashed. Well, I th- and I also think it's part of it. They know they can't lose that base. So that if they go to the center, they know they're going to lose that base. Right. And but they can't win. There's no way win. they can win. No, the math isn't there. If you lose that base, but you can't move the other. You folks. can't move the other way because they're not going to vote for you no matter what. Right. Right. They're. It's just a sixty forty base. Yeah. And a seventy thirty electorate. Yeah. Yeah. And you know they found out. Uh, generally speaking, there are these teeny pockets. Of right. conservatism right. in Nashville Metro. Sure. Uh, they're pretty small at this point. Mm-hmm. They're going to remain pretty small if they redistrict. Right. There's no way to clump them into a to a like voting block. Right. Um, unless you decide to put part of Bellevue and part of Hermitage and part of Antioch in the same district. Yeah. Um, right. You'd have to go almost block by block. Right. Right. So what uh, a couple it's just it, the fact is it's a com- couple it's a interesting things left tidbits. to center left city. Yeah, well, a couple interesting tidbits that I thought were fascinating to me was okay, so this is how we know. Now you and I have talked about that we're not necessarily fans of Steve Smith and and the no. honky tonk industrial complex Correct, that he's built. Right. But um and Steve had run Active ads against Freddie. Anybody but Freddie. Anybody but Freddie. Very loud. And then two weeks before the election, somehow he calls a meeting with Freddie and ends up donating to him yep. and uh, semi-endorsing him. And it's kind of like, this is how you know this guy's smart. Yep. Because he recognized- He knew who was going to win. This guy's going to win. Yep. I better- Time defense. to be friends with the Time mayor. Time to be friends with the mayor. Yes. And, uh, He's doing the opposite yeah. of what I did with our council person. Exactly. Well, you know, I, you know what yeah. can you say? So so if, for those folks, you may remember we, we did um, an interview with uh, council candidates for the Old Hickory District. After the uh, primary, it was down to two candidates, uh, Mr. Jeff Eslick and Mr. Eric Patton. Um, 
And Eric lost. By, by 59 votes. 59 votes. Yeah. That's how close it was. Um, and that's because young people don't vote. But they all much. lie and say they do. No, they. that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, so Mr. Eslick is now our council person. Um, neither one of us supported him. No. Nope. Um, he For a lot of reasons, by the way, well, not not because I mean there are some base philosophical differences, right? There, there but are. you know, just on the Q and A side, right? Who was the ad buyer for anybody but Freddie ads that were run on Nashville's television station? Jeff Hesley. I believe it was I Jeff Hesley. I believe it was. Um, and so he was able to by running ads for Steve Smith, right. That were paid for by Steve Smith. And you know that because at the end they said paid, paid for, for by, by Steve Smith. Smith. Um, so he would be hired mm-hmm. to put these ads on the air. Mm-hmm. And as best we could tell, he spent at least all of the money he made, mm-hmm. if not more, yeah. running for office in Steve Smith's other district. Right. Because Steve Smith doesn't live, as far as I know, in our district. No, but he owns a big piece of property. But he owns the old Hickory Country Club. Which he wants to redevelop. Probably someday, but not anytime soon. Yeah. Well, it's hard to know. I mean, it's, it is a little hard to know, but the, 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 the there's nothing sexier to Steve Smith than the fact that he owns a country club. Yeah, my yeah, well, that's true. Right? My, except he's, like, he's got more money than the— My understanding when he bought it. So the mm-hmm. old Hickory Country Club was in dire financial straits. Yes. He came in to buy it with— uh, and and this is what I was told. I'm not sure. I've not confirmed. I've not looked at the paperwork that um, he gave them like a time period, three years, four years. I think it was five. But five yeah. to mm-hmm. become financially viable. Yeah. And if they couldn't become financially viable, then he reserved the right to develop the property however he wanted to develop yeah. it. So I think that is true. And I think that when he bought it, I'm friends with a couple of people that were on the board of the old Hickory Country Club before he bought it. Right. And I've had some conversations about it, and I think he had every intention right. of developing it. Right. No, I, I don't think that he does now. Oh, that's I don't cool. think he had any idea how cool it makes you to own owning a, a golf course. Yeah, it's true. So it's like him and Kid Rock, and Jamie Trump, Johnson. Donald Trump loves him. Donald so. Trump loves him. Yeah. And uh, But you've also got John Daly there all the time now. He's now their touring pro. Gotcha. They've spent millions of dollars of Steve Smith's personal money yeah. on making it a better golf course. Yes, exactly. And uh, so, you know, I think that I think there's hope there yeah. for the little bit. I mean, that's if is it better for us to have – a country club or developed houses? Hard, I don't know. Hard to say. It's hard to it's hard to say. And uh, what I do know is that, uh, unfortunately, Mr. Eslick was elected as a conservative in the most progressive liberal council we've ever elected. Ever had, yeah. And so he's so, a lonely man. So his ability to get stuff done is going to be pretty limited. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that that may mean. You know, I think the the community center for Old Hickory is far enough along. Yeah, I don't think they can kill it. I don't think they can kill that. But most of the sidewalks that were going to get built are already being built. Yeah, and in in the village we already had sidewalks, so you know, can you see? Well, no, they're doing Riverside. Oh well, that's good. Mm -hmm. We need that. So anyway, we don't need these people are bored with talking about Old Hickory. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, so let's so if we're going to not talk about niche areas of the Nashville metropolitan area right how about that franklin huh franklin <laughs> franklin 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 should we take a break before we get back to let's, franklin? let's all just get some more coffee and let's talk about hansen 
So we're back, and my question is, isn't Hanson a band, a teeny bop? (laughs) Yeah, and actually, I will, let me, in defense of Hanson, before we get to the indefensible Hanson, Hanson is actually a really good rock band. It is. And when when you see them, they're still touring. Yeah. Still working. Yeah. You know, Umbop was their only big pop hit. Right. And they put on a great rock show and sure. have a lot of dedicated fans and actually are, are really good at their that's, job. That's cool. But then Which we, is the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Of Gabrielle. Of Gabrielle. Gabrielle Hansen. Um, first of all, before we say anything else, yeah. did you see the John Oliver story talking about Phil Williams? Uh, yes. It was phenomenal. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. So, for those who don't, it's our only real investigative reporter. Really, he is, and uh, uh, and actually, if you didn't read Betsy Phillips' column in the Nashville Scene this past week on Monday, came out on the website. Um, she documents the Lewis family, yeah. which owns the Lewis Country Store, and how they have been political players in Nashville for years. And most of that time was money they gave to Democrats. Yeah, it was uh, back before the. Uh, uh, but they were the, the ga- weird flip. They were the gambling kingpins of Nashville. Yes. Um, so anyway, Gabrielle Hansen, uh, lovely young woman, or not young, lovely woman that is uh, well, she's not that old either, uh, yeah. but lives in West Haven in Franklin, yep. and um, and which, they tried to support her. They, they tr- really, they really did. did try to support her. <laughs> uh, she's been an alder person, an alderman. Uh, but she's been kind of controversial. First of all, she came out and said that uh, sh- she knew the motive of the Covenant shooting. And had given been and, given a premonition. And been given a premonition from God about it, and that she told the police that. Of course, when they looked at the body cam footage, when she talked to the police officer, there was no conversation of no. that. Um, Matter of fact, that video yeah. is fabulous. It is. It is. So she's just a regular Karen. So then of course she was um she came out as you would expect against the gay pride event yep. that was going to be in Franklin. Then she and, and she tried to force the Nashville Airport Authority to either stop stop supporting an organization because they were pro gay. And their and BLM. There or was porch, a, yeah. and she was but she was like wanted them then to donate equal amounts of money to a charity with which she was involved. Exactly. So, exactly. which is um, illegal. And yeah. so, um, of course, what we then found out through our friend Philip Williams is that her— So, it's always been a little bit weird anyway, because it's not clear whether she really lives in Franklin or Chicago. Her husband Correct. runs for office in Chicago on a regular yes. basis. They do love running for office. And I, I, I assume He they, likes running in general. I, well, I, that's what I hear. Yeah. But uh, particularly in a Speedo. In a Speedo. In a Speedo. During so, gay pride events. During gay pride yes. events, yes. In Chicago. And she had supported him in that. She of course that was she cool. did. She also was the realtor for the Lewis family. Uh, for those who have never been to the Lewis family store. Which I have it's, not. It's out in Scotts, Scottsboro, Scottsville, yeah, Scotts, whatever. Okay. It's up north. Go up Ashland City Highway. I have been in there. I accidentally went in there. Um, at the place where I do the burials is down the road from there. Oh, Af- African American community, whatever. You get to this country store, and it is the most overtly racist MAGA store that you ever get. Basically, it says if you've got a mask, don't come in. Right. You can't. I mean, it's just horrific. It's an anti—it is truly— the epitome 
of a of a Confederate oh, absolutely. establishment. Absolutely. So she was. Uh, they were going to put up for a market. She was the the realtor for that, which is not you know okay. That's guilt by association. Yeah, I'll whatever. go there. But Brad Lewis, it then turns out, um, who owns it, um, is uh, running a white supremacist fight club up in the yes. upstairs and the bow, uh, in the the upstairs part of the building. Um, Basically comes out and says, oh, yeah, I'm a Nazi and doesn't yep. apologize. He has nope. lots of face tattoos, doesn't he? He's he, got issues. He's, he's got mm-hmm. face tattoos. And ink. Yeah, ink, all that kind of stuff. Looks like prison ink. Uh, it, it does. And um, so so things were bad. She decides she's going to run for mayor of Franklin. Yeah. And, you know, Phil starts digging in. And one of the things he finds out, in addition to her husband walking around in Speedos at gay pride events, yes. is that Very she had happily. been— when they lived in Texas, she had been arrested for promoting prostitution. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she came up with this, oh, no, I was just a desk clerk, and I didn't know. And then it turned out, well, she was more than Maybe a desk clerk. Maybe there was clerk. more to yeah, the story. she might have been like a business owner. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. So um, so you had that going. You had... Um, and, and then the straw that broke the camel's back was when she came to an event... And she had a bunch of white supremacists there as security. Yeah. And they were. She har- felt like she was in danger, by the way. And they were harassing people. You know, there, there were people that were wanting to come ask questions. And uh, they, they were being harassed by these folks. Uh, they were the white supremacists were threatening Phil Williams, all that kind of stuff. And that was kind of the straw that where everybody said, yeah. We can't do this. The older people, the other older people came out against her. Her neighborhood came out against her. Um, a bunch of folks basically said, no, we can't have her be mayor. And so they had the election yesterday. And Brian's looking at his phone. So I'm going to keep talking. No, it's because the only reason I, I was looking, I was like, what was the dude's name? I can't think of the guy's name that was running for alderman that was kind of her confederate. And I use that term. Quite specifically. Yeah, I can't remember. He was also one was it that— J- Was Jenkins? It was a J name, I think. Yeah, and he was running as well. He also got completely trounced. Got completely trounced. Now, tr- for those that don't absolutely know all these details, and we do have some listeners outside the Nashville area. That's true. You know, and so for both of you, I want you to know, um, have- Franklin, Tennessee is an incredibly wealthy and incredibly gentrified southern city— it's absolutely beautiful. And it it's the, the most Republican And is city. the most Republican county, right, that we have. Certainly it also has the, the best schools. Of, yeah, certainly right? in the state of Tennessee. Yes. Uh, if not, because they have money and Republicans, yeah. right? But they're actual Republicans, by the way, right. too. Right. So, you know, these are people that believe in lower taxes for corporations and kind of want to be left alone. Right. You know. Yeah. That is as opposed to how Gabrielle Hansen interpreted that information as meaning you are like MAGA crazy person Republican. Right. So, right. So, but I put it in perspective because they have the best school system in the state of Tennessee mm-hmm. by far. Right. Um, or they did up until this year. We'll see what happens now. They used to win national recognition, right. but now that you can't teach about slavery and you can't teach about healthcare and you can't, th- there's a bunch yeah. of stuff that's illegal in Tennessee now. But, exactly. Um, so, since they've made all those changes, we'll see how things hold up long term. Mm-hmm. But it's a spectacular place to live by all measures. It is. It I is. I mean, it's, it's just stunning. It's so, every big country star, I mean, 90% of 
yeah. live in Williamson County, right. in Franklin, or just it's outside beautiful. of Franklin. And uh, Gabrielle was running against an incumbent mayor, Ken Moore. And uh, so the election— Who was a regular Republican. Who was a regular Republican. And so the election happened yesterday, and he won 79.4% of the vote. She got 20. He got 12,822 votes. She got 3,322. 80-20. 80-20. And— the other sort of more MAGA candidates for aldermen at large yes. uh, all lost as well. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Feldman was the guy you were That's talking about. That's who I was about. thinking about. Patrick Jeff George Feldman. Yep. Gary Moore. They they all lost. Um, I mean, decidedly. Decidedly. And, and this part, is, you know, this is the home of Mothers Against um, Literacy. Yeah. They call themselves something else, but they don't want people to be able to read. Yeah, Whatever. Moms, Patriot Moms or something. I don't, I don't know. know. Something yeah. Moms for Liberty. Moms for Liberty. Yeah. Liberty. Remember when liberty meant freedom to yeah. do stuff? Yeah. yeah that was a whole different world. Well, it's only freedom for us to do stuff, not for you to do stuff. <sighs> That's the, so weird. So, so anyway. So um, we've had a – so that was good. That was a good result. I mean, very much like Nashville was always going to have a left-leaning mayor, which we do. Right. Franklin was always going to have a right-leaning mayor. Right. And neither one of them fell off the far side of the polls, right? They didn't get a MAGA right person in Franklin – and we didn't get a crazy person in Nashville. But, but here's part of the dynamic that I think is going to be interesting. So I think many folks know that we had a school shooting at a private school. It wasn't in Franklin, but it was kind of out pushing yeah, that direction. That, that direction, close. Um, yeah. And Covenant, the Covenant School. And that really radicalized a bunch of moms um, yes, who probably would have generally been more right-wing mm-hmm. Um, but now are like because the legislature refuses to listen to them and to talk about they're gun starting reform. to understand why people like me right that spent my entire life until I was well into my fifties right voting for Republicans um, because I sort of generally liked and that's very much past tense now but mm-hmm. uh, because the test has been passed where we know. You have to be able to accept the truth right? and then make decisions based on how things have changed. Sure. And how some things stayed the same. And after a period of time, if you try something for a period of time and it doesn't work, then you have to try something else. Right. Right. And so my experiment on that side of the aisle was largely that. It was like, all right, well, this seems like a good idea. So mm-hmm. let's try that. And then it didn't work. Right. And then you go like, okay, well, that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Now let's try something else. Right. Um. I feel like that is uh, rampant now mm-hmm. with the moms of children that want their kids to safely go to elementary school. Right. Right. This is not a huge ask of the right. government. Right. Right. We just, nobody, you know, it's really funny. I asked somebody the other day, a friend of mine that's a kind of a gun guy. I'm like, so what's the name of the bill in the legislature where they're going to come take your gun? Right. I don't know the name of it. Well, look it up. Mm-hmm. I'll wait. There isn't one. There isn't one. And no. when was the last time there was one? Right. Uh, Clinton administration. Yeah. At that, At that. you know, and even that was, you know. Obama tried. Obama tried. To, to do the. To do something, but he was he trying to do, do the assault weapons ban which, again. You know. He was, and which probably should happen, but it's not going to happen. And, it is not going to happen. And uh, certainly not in the state of Tennessee. What's interesting to me is that. When they had the special session, um, which we didn't really talk about, the special session of the yeah. legislature. On, I think we didn't talk about it very much because they didn't do anything. 
But except for bring out every state trooper in the state yeah. and put them on at the Capitol. To protect like, themselves I think, I think from they, Antifa. Haven't they said it was like $700,000 in expenses yeah, for, for cops? And and now our Speaker of the House in Tennessee is saying he's, well, we're going to do that all the time now because we're, well, re- we're really scared of those scared. moms. Well, and they're just scared, right? I mean, yeah. that's another thing that changes. When people become super passionate about politics like say Mm -hmm. for instance when your child is killed right this is the kind of thing that will make you this is not a dying passion no this is not a bottle rocket this is not something that makes you super passionate about changing the laws that affect it and then oh well shit happens that's not how this works yeah once you know you've been separated from your child forever because a crazy person that was diagnosed with insanity was able to walk into a gun store and legally purchase a weapon by which they could massacre children. Right. You change. Right. And Absolutely. you change forever. Absolutely. You know, and our hearts are with them. Right. Right. Now you look at guys like our representatives are so owned. They're so bought and paid for. They're so one-sided. I mean, it's it's tragic. Right. Right. I mean, yes, I get it. AOC wants Medicare for all. I get it. Mm-hmm. There's five votes in all of Congress yeah. that want Medicare for all. So it ain't happening. Right. It's something people talk about. I right. think it's a great idea it's in a, a lot idea, of ways. It's cheaper than what we're doing now. Right. We have the worst health care system in the world. Western world. Yeah. At period. Right. No comparison. And it's the worst. Um, and so, you know, we need changes there. But nobody's doing that. Right. Right. And the only reason I bring that up is because the reality of what's going to happen, um, you know, by uh, five, you know, it's like this micro minority of people have far left views. Right. And a super majority of people have far right views. Mm -hmm. We are no longer a representative democracy. We're certainly not a representative democracy in Tennessee. Well, because of because of the gerrymandering. Yeah. yeah, you know the reality is. Oh, we had. A, a, I know something we should mention. Oh, so anyway, Franklin. Yeah. Thank you, Franklin. Thank you, for, Franklin, for, for doing yeah. that, and uh, you you make the state look a little bit a little nicer. better, um, a little better. So uh, one other thing we should mention, since we're talking about legislators, is that. Um, Two of our legislators were running to be Speaker of the ha- con- of the House. Yeah. Apparently, as of we this as of this reporting, while we're recording this, we have a new Speaker of the House. We do. We have a new guy. He is a super super wild MAGA. Yeah. Guy. Um, yeah. Just completely detached from reality. I think the moderates Mad just man. moderates were just like we can't keep not a no. uh, uh, Yeah, they should have cut a deal with the Democrats a long time ago and, and Hakeem Jeffries should have made it happen. Yeah. He had an opportunity to do it and he y- failed. You know, my thought is He if, was doing the same game they were doing. Yeah. But you can't win when you're in the minority. You gotta, exactly. You got to get a little crafty. But but there's see here's here's my thought which was had um they not split up the districts in Nashville Right. Jim Cooper would still be there. Yes. Jim Cooper as a Democrat could run because he's a conservative Democrat. Yeah. Right, right. You know, and he could have run. He yep. could have run and possibly peeled enough moderate votes off to actually win the dang thing. Yeah. I, I mean, there were, I think there were people that could have, I think, you know, the Democrats kept 
nominating Hakeem Jeffries for Speaker right. of the House. And he's like, listen, he's the minority leader. I, I think it. he's doing a fine job. I, yeah, I don't, I don't have, any have any reason to it, believe yeah. otherwise. I don't, I don't know anything about him. Um, but, no, they didn't. Neither team did anything. Right. Right. I mean, the Republicans just put up the same kind of bullshit they've been putting up forever. Something that would it was it was okay with literally while the vote was going on. By the way, right. Their leader was being fined an additional ten thousand dollars <laughs> for um, violating a court order. Yeah. While sitting, and they put him on the stand today. Yeah. So they put Trump on the stand to ask him questions, and he blathered for a few minutes. At which point, the judge said, "I don't find his explanation credible." And gave him a ten thousand dollar fine. Good. That's how his day was going while he was completely getting his way in the legislature. And, and you know his lawyers there were in total panic when he oh. went onto the stand. Oh, you know they're just total panic. It's a frighteningly weird time. It is a very weird time. So well, I don't know. I mean, what it, you know, so, we have to keep talking about the legislature because the special session was the most perfect example of what we're dealing with. Well, they didn't do Tennessee. anything. Tennessee, nothing happened. They introduced no bills. Um, oh, it, you know, the Senate passed three, yeah, bills and refused to pass a bunch of really crazy stuff that the House wanted. I mean, there are people in the House of Representatives now. Like, for instance, our Speaker of the House doesn't live in his district, right? So he's been elected in violation of election law uh, and continues to live in Nashville. Well, he's Tennessee. an apartment over there. That he goes to every now and then. Now, he's probably got a girlfriend over there or a boyfriend probably. over there that yeah. he goes to see, which is, uh, you know, right. It's fine as long as he wants to pay his own bills. Yeah. But the, you know, we had another member of the legislature then have to step down. Then Durham, who'd already been kicked out, got right. additional felony charges this week. These right. are all Republicans, people. Right. The, and it goes on and on and on. And you know whose star is rising? Whose? The Tennessee Three. Yeah. Yeah. Gloria's a. Gloria's running, running for against. She's going to get massacred. By the she way, she is. But it's it gives her an opportunity to point some things out and bring some yeah, things forward. So I think great. it's a good idea. The two Justins continue to show up in all the right places. Right. Uh, they seem to be getting some good advice. Uh, and I will say one thing: mm-hmm. if the Tennessee legislature has done anything of value for the United States of America in the right. last years, it has been elevating those three to national prominence exactly and trust me they will live long and tortured lives because of it exactly i don't think i don't think justin jones is shutting up no he's not about this no he's uh, not and and i don't neither, blame no, justin pearson's not justin either. pearson's not either we don't get as much news on him because he's in memphis and we're in nashville the but. thing the thing that the republicans failed to understand about the two justins is both of those justins are you know, they're they're certainly liberal activists, sure. but they also come from a faith tradition. Yep. So when Justin Pearson gets up to speak, he preaches. Yep. And people hear it. And Absolutely. people respond to it. Absolutely. And, um, so, yeah. They, oh, they, he's never going to lose that seat. No. So those two guys are permanent fixtures. No, exactly. And honestly, the next time uh, our speaker hits that little button that mm-hmm. mutes one of them, Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they'll have a DOJ investigation. I think that's. I think, I think we're done now. I yeah. think you know you've had your little fun. Yeah. But the next time you hit the mute button on the representative from one of the most dense right uh, districts in yeah. the state, I think you're going to have a problem. Well, I think we need to take a break and figure out what we're going to talk about in the third segment. Absolutely. What's going to be food? Well, food, and, and uh, that's always going to happen. Okay. So uh, we'll be right back. We'll see you in just a minute.
Well, welcome back. Yeah, yeah. So we needed to breathe and talk and all those kinds of things. We've talked about the legislature. Now we have to like do like Zen yeah. meditation for like a minute, and then you can come back. So speaking of uh, supernatural events, I went to see Wicked How at was the it? Tennessee Performing I've Arts I've seen Center. it before at TPAC. It was great. And um, great cast this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was all organized around my oldest daughter coming to visit because she was a musical theater nerd. And right. so I had house seats yeah. and the whole kit you mm-hmm. know, yeah. set up for all that. And then she couldn't come. Oh, she's lovely. an ER doctor. Sometimes she has to do things other than hang out with me. So yeah, well. she was doing ER doctor things. Yeah. So we went with my son and his girlfriend, and we mm-hmm. had remar- marvelous seats for a marvelous production. It's and a you great know, show. it's great because uh, the Nashville gets uh, the first tier touring mm-hmm. shows now instead right. of the second tier touring shows yeah, now. Exactly. And boy, you could, the, the difference is astonishing. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to see Beetlejuice? I don't know. I don't really. Beetlejuice never got my attention. I didn't know you could get a hand job and vape in there. So maybe had I known all that, I, I, that's what I was going to say. Are you yeah. naughty? Going to go have? have I a, mean, have a, make I, a night of it. I assume everybody gets to go. Like, yeah, uh, well. I think it's only with strangers. Yeah, it I mean, could you have be. to pick people up at bars and could do it. Be. If you're, I mean, that's well, only probably for you know, members since we're talking of the House about of TPAC, we probably ought yeah, to yeah. talk about the East Bank a little bit. Well, they're tearing down TPAC, so we should talk about that. Yeah, at some exactly. Point <laughs> uh, it looks like they're going to tear down that building, which is I remember that building was built that's how old i am and yeah. how long i've lived in nashville i was there the first time in probably 1980 yeah probably 1980 81 yeah and the when the, and the tennessee museum was there and a friend mm-hmm. of mine was the yeah head curator of the tennessee state museum actually yeah. she kind of she just retired a few years ago yeah um yeah it was an interesting place i mean it was never the best design they no. have good seating um let me put it this way. They have good seating options in TPAC, but the design, the seats are too small. Yeah. Right. And so there are a few things they did that were. Yeah. Iffy, no, they tried to pack a lot of books more. in there. Yeah. Time to it do something It was not better. a great place to see the symphony. The symphony was there right. until they built the Skirmerhorn, and it was it was not. I did see Take Six there once, and that was really good. I think that's a good place for that. It's, yeah. I will say I also went to the Fisher Center. Yeah. Uh, for the first time. It was the 50th anniversary of mm-hmm. the Curb entertainment college at gotcha. Belmont University, this which is the new I graduated one, the from. The newer So I went it, to the new yeah. Fisher Center, which is brand new. Right. Um, and I, I would say, without much fear of contradiction, it's probably the most important piece of architecture in the Southeast in the last 25 years. Gotcha. It is the best music and entertainment venue in Nashville. Cool. What's by that, far. How many does it see? I don't know. I okay. would say it's in the probably 3,000 range. Something okay, like that. yeah. So the, huge... I mean, that's where the opera and the ballet are now. Gotcha. Not huge. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, just a remarkable facility. Absolutely. And Absolutely. It's, the, it's just, you know, so, because they have a lot of money, they spend a lot of money, and it's you can see every penny. For those folks don't that don't know, I don't know how you could not know. So we're building a new stadium on the east bank of the Cumberland River. Although, if you actually look at the Cumberland River, it's north, but that's yeah, still, yeah. Call, still we call called it the East Bank. Bank. Yeah. Uh, you know, they still call the airport South Nashville it, on exactly, television. Exactly. Like, it's really, really east. Yeah, it really is. So, um, 
So we have this whole thing about a stadium for a team that really is not very good this year. No, terrible. Um, uh, Although it was amazing to me. Our fourth consecutive building year. It was amazing to me that like within six months after announcing the stadium was going to be built, suddenly the value of the Titans increased by like 30 or 40 percent. Yeah. No, it's like a billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, you know, before they weren't worth very much, but now they're going to be worth a lot. No, no, no. You put them indoors. Yeah. They're worth more money. Indoors. And maybe that'll help because they play bad outdoors. which is interesting. Fewer, fewer seats. seats. Yeah, about so, 6,000 fewer so, seats. So, but all of that was one of the ways they sold this thing is we're going to redevelop the whole East Bank, the, which yes. has been basically an industrial wasteland yeah. for and a it's still kind of years. I mean, it's going to be for a while. Um, so, Oracle's on the east side. Oracle's on the east north side. North of where we're talking about, and that's being developed now. So, so one of the things they talked about was they're going to relocate TPAC over to the East Bank. But right. they haven't said where, and no. they haven't come up with a design or what it's going to cost um, to do that. Um, what is interesting is that they hired a company. Part of the East Bank selling point was, well, we're going to have all this affordable housing. And so they've hired this consult- consulting company to design the whole thing, and they've come back and said, yeah, we're only going to be able to do about 20% of the, the affordable housing you were wanting. Uh, yeah. And it's going to be fewer fewer residential units in total and not as much affordable housing. And, and it's kind of It's like, really, you know, one of the things – so. I consult people on large-scale entertainment real estate projects. It's something that I do. Um, I'm in the middle of a huge one right now in the state of Ohio. Complete redevelopment of 300,000 square feet of an old mall that's going to be converted into a bunch of stuff. Studios. Including a museum. No. Studios are built outside. Yeah, somewhere else. Okay. uh, All on the same property, but it's it's a big redevelopment, right? Mm -hmm. And the job of being the consultant— Right. For the people that are paying for it, right, is to get them what they want, right. So you get paid, and then I go through the processes, sometimes very complex processes that include everything from mm-hmm. lobbying the government for right. more of this and that, to finding new and innovative construction mm-hmm. techniques. But the deal is, my job is to get them what they request, right, on the property. Right. Not to come back to them and say, it's adorable, but we can't do it. Yeah. Like, so who are these consultants that get the gig for two or three million dollars to come back and say, yeah, we're not going to do what you ask? It's we're, We really suck at Only hiring. the government. Well, yeah, we suck at hiring consultants yes. in this town. We've, oh. we've sucked at, uh, at hiring consultants in all of the different sectors through the years. And uh, we just, I don't know why that is. It's, um, you know, we, we have a leadership problem. And I, I hope Freddie gets a little better about this. He's an impassioned guy, and that yeah. might help a little bit. But it's, I, I had this problem two mayors back or three. Right. There was, there were, we had they kind, all of kind of a shuffle together, there for yeah. a minute. Whether well, it's a few there in a row yeah. there, during the Briley scare. Yeah. Um, uh, was that the Briley scare of 2019? Something like I that. I think that yeah. is. I like anyway. the way it sounds anyway. Yeah. But the you go back there and it was like, oh no, it's even before that. When, when Airbnb first came to Nashville, mm-hmm. and it was an explosive thing, right, sure. right? It was too much, too fast. It was really right. crazy and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And so I was talking to Sean Parker uh, just online one day mm-hmm. about something, and, and I'm like, you know, if you want to fix this problem, there's a very obvious fix. Mm-hmm. There's still, by the way, a very obvious fix. Right. That would still work today, but they mm-hmm. still haven't done it. Right. But you go back in time 10 years and you say, hey, the police department is going to come over there 
Right. And if they come twice, you lose mm-hmm. your license. Right. For two years. Right. And then that's it. Right. No, you know, this is, we are the city, right? You get to write the rules. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to stop them from being here. Right. Um, there are places where you should stop them from being. You exactly. know, small, quiet neighborhoods do not need tall and skinnies. But once right. again, yeah. we do, this. The, we don't use the power of codes mm-hmm. and planning. Mm-hmm. And if you use the power of codes and planning, then instead of tall and skinnies, you get multifamily, right. which does help a city. Right. No, absolutely. Tall and skinnies hurt a city. Yeah. Right? Our city is full of tall and skinnies. The only thing they serve are bachelorette parties. Right. And they say there's going to be six people, mm-hmm. 14 come, big party next to a little old lady's house, and it's a problem, right? Right. So you go there twice with the police. Right. You tag them, and mm-hmm. their permit gets tagged. And if they get two, three, however many you want it to be, yeah. then they lose their license. Right. And they can't be short-term rentals anymore. Right. And they got to do something else. Yeah, I think that's great. So that's like a thing, right? Now, right. it was just an idea. Mm-hmm. I was told summarily mm-hmm. and with great clarity that the police chief had simply refused to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I fire people that refuse to do things that I pay them to do. No, I hear that. I hear that. Um, it was not the current police chief who's in mourning today, so we're not talking about him. Yeah, no. We, that's, we, we're going to make a offer a Ooh. moment of silence about that Ooh. in a minute. But um, the deal is... is and first of all, I never defend Anderson for anything. So that particular police chief, I yeah. don't no. have a great deal of love for. No. Um, I do know that the police are put in really impossible situations. So like one of the situations that, you know, again, I'm talking about homelessness again, but I was sure. in a meeting yesterday with some police officers who were great and we've got a great working relationship and it's wonderful. But, you know, they get calls from property owners about, homeless people and like in particular there's a a homeless camp up the street that's behind a a club that i visit every now and then and um, the owner of that club is very upset about the homeless people in this field next to her um, because they come across her property and they do stuff like that well that property owner doesn't care and so she's calling and complaining and the police can't do anything because the property owner basically is like, yeah, I'm not going to do anything. I don't care. No. And so. God bless so, that guy, and, by the way. <laughs> and, and, you know, the, the the Madison Precinct Chief said, look, yeah. we don't want to. We, we, first of all, being homeless is not illegal. And no. we don't really want to criminalize homeless people. And so what do we do? You know, I mean, I, and then they all look at me and my friend Darren and go, oh, what do we do? And I'm like. Yeah hell if i know you know? and i'll be so, honest uh, you know homelessness is a much more complex problem yeah. than airbnbs but, but but again it is the police are put in a position to there's nothing they can do about homelessness right right and we just need to go ahead and every time somebody calls 911 about mm-hmm. a homeless person right you just have to train right the operator to say is someone in immediate danger right and are you willing for this to be a strike against you if they're not right yeah. Because when people call the police because they don't like somebody's outfit uh, or, you mm-hmm. know, it's a homeless person. Their their clothing that they're wearing was cobbled together by what was donated right. to them while walking down the street. Right. Um, so they don't like the way they look. They don't like the way they smell, where they're at, and all that kind of stuff. I get it. And yes, it's a problem. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. No question about it. It needs to be addressed with homes. 
Yes. Right? Homelessness is addressed with homes, mm-hmm. right? Criminal activity is addressed with jail. These are right. not the same thing, right? right? And and I also don't think, like when I was talking about the Airbnb thing, the problem is systems again, right? Right. This shouldn't be a complicated thing. But if you've ever sat with a police officer that does a simple accident report, yeah. they don't have any technology. Right. Right. They're writing this shit down on a piece of paper. Right. Then they got to go back to the precinct and type it into a DOS-based computer. Well, they can do it on the computer in their in They their, can, in, in their, their car. car. But, you know. You know. Matter of fact, I, there, several of them usually sit out under our parking lot. Uh, good. It's a nice it, spot. It's a nice it's good spot. good to have them around. So, but uh, it's like, and, and you know, I have a tremendous yeah. amount of empathy for our police. They're yeah. put in terrible situations. But quite honestly, if you get called to an Airbnb mm-hmm. and they're on the list, right? Yeah. You're... Your handheld interactive device with the city, right? No, <laughs> should just be right. Said okay, yeah. You guys have got Agreed. hey, you know, click. You got a strike against you. Agreed. Uh, and then if you get to more blah blah blah. Now, yeah, that's all just to say that that's a solution. It's a possibility, right? Very much like the solution currently at the airport, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about in a second. These are solutions that have very clear answers. That we simply can't figure out a way to do because we hire the wrong people to solve the problem. Exactly. We hire friends of the last guy who was a council person who knows a guy. He's got a company and they're really great at this and they solve this big problem in a suburb of St. Louis and it's all better now. Yeah. That's that's kind of the dance I see happening. Yeah. Uh, and it's terrible, right? It is. You know, it's like I don't know. The airport's been on television mm-hmm. in other cities, right? Because of the traffic. That spills onto I forty Interstate forty East yeah. uh, because people can't get into the airport. Now this is not the problem, right? Have you been lately? Yeah. As I said the other day, I've been on a lot of airplanes, right? Lots of airplanes, right? And so what happens is you go to uh, the arrivals, which yeah. is downstairs. Right. Departures are upstairs, right? Right. And then you leave that area, right? And you come to a complete stop sometimes for two, three, four, five minutes. With the stoplight there. because Two stoplights. Two stoplights. Once again, Nashville's problem is never one stoplight. Right. Nashville's problem is two or more. Right. There we have two. Right. One of them only serves for people exiting the small parking lot. Right. And the other one serves for people leaving the big parking lot. Right. These are not triggered lights. No. They're just timed. They're just timed. So... I've been there six or eight times in the last month or so. Right. I come from the other direction. You and I live on the other side right. of the airport, so we come from the other way. It's a little easier. Right. Um, and you look at it, and you go, like, there's, like, seven or eight security people up mm-hmm. in the airport proper telling people to keep going. But right. they can't because there's somebody in front of them. But they keep doing this with yeah. their hand, like, go. Well, and the goal is, is that you're supposed to pick people up. And keep moving. Yeah, right. Yeah, they, but you they, can't. You can't keep moving because yeah. the people in front of you aren't moving, right? right and yeah. they can't move because the people in front of them aren't moving. And yeah. it doesn't seem to have occurred to anyone that it might be because of the red light that makes people yeah. do the thing you're supposed to do at a red light. It would stop. Yeah, and no, the far that. right lane should never be red. Yeah. That goes all the way to the freeway. You should never. That should just be a green lane that goes yeah. all the way out. It exactly. doesn't interact with anybody else. Exactly. And this could easily be fixed. By any relatively smart eleven-year-old, mm-hmm. and we're talking—they talk about it on television news every night and every morning. Like, yeah. oh, it's backed up at the airport. There's da da da. We're so busy. No, it's not busy. It's stupid. Yeah, fix the stupid, and then you can handle the busy. Exactly. Not exactly. even coming up. Well, see, that's what I think. I think that's a good thing to think. Uh, we mentioned a minute ago, as we were talking mm-hmm. about the police. Um, 
our police chief, John Drake. Um, I think most folks that live in Nashville know that uh, Chief Drake's son uh, was um, charged with uh, shooting a couple of police officers. Um, There was a manhunt for him, and they found him uh, dead of a self-inflicted gunshot wound, they believe, uh, somewhere down in South Nashville. Um, it was uh, Edge Hill by the Edge Hill okay. by the um, um, that group of the government housing that's on. Gotcha. Yeah, down there. Twelve. So, um, so um, you know, it's it's a sad day for him. That's one of those things where, he, as he mm. said, he'd been estranged from his son for many years. His yeah, son and a long criminal had a history. lot of yeah. uh, drug issues, criminal yep. issues, uh, but uh, so. It's one of doesn't those matter. things. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It changes you forever. It changes you forever. So, Chief Drake, we're, we're thinking about you, and uh, yeah, we hope sorry that, that you have to go through that. And, absolutely. And, and to uh, absolutely to John 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 I think it was Drake. John Junior. Right. Uh, John Junior. Yeah. And uh, to his mom, who also I saw her on the television this week yeah. too, and it's like these are just not these are incomprehensible circumstances because the amount of grief that these parents went through right. while they had a son that was engaging in criminal activity and drug right. abuse and in and out of either prison or rehab or all kinds of stuff. And then just to kill himself, um, you know, in his dad's, right. you know, uh, area. Uh, yeah. yeah. What do you call it? They're not allowed to leave their jurisdiction. Jurisdiction. So okay. in his dad's jurisdiction, cause he wasn't here. He was kind of yeah. out. He came in. I don't know. It's just, it's heartbreaking for those people. Um, like I've always said, you know, it doesn't, um, it's not the behavior of our children that makes us love them. Right. right? It's, a, it's exactly. a spiritual kind of love that you don't change. So. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, it seems kind of shallow to go from there to talking about food, but yeah. but we Food's always talk good. about food. So I guess we need to talk about food. <sighs> we really do. It's like... But so you went to Pinky to the I went to Pinky, Pinky Rink. Ring. Yeah, no, I've been to, been there several times. Okay. Nice thing about Pinky Rink, Pinky Ring is in the old Sir Pizza spot in downtown, beautiful downtown Madison. Yes. Um, and uh, walking distance from the new barn. Walking distance from the new barn, which God knows when that will be open. <laughs> um, but uh, Pinky Ring is basically it was a gourmet chef mm. who decided he wanted to open a pizza place. And so they've got all sorts of weird uh, flavors. They've got a pickle pizza hmm. uh, and some other, which folks tell me is really Have you tried good. anything I, weird? I I have, but I can't remember what I tried. Um, uh, I will tell you it's not cheap. Right. If you're wanting cheap pizza, go to CeCe's or yeah, one yeah, of those right, places. Right. But, uh, you know, Little Caesars. But uh, it's Coupons very good. Domino's. But here's what is good is they sell by the slice, kind of nice. the New York style. Nice. So um, so you can go get a slice if you wanted or you can get a full. They're, and their large pizzas are, like, huge. They're about the size of our table that we're sitting wow. around today. So, um, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's cool. I recommend it. I, and I understand that the owner of it is about to open up another restaurant in Madison. I'm not sure what it's going to be, but it's not going to be pizza. Uh, and then we're also getting what's that hot dog place that's over in the nation? Uh, something, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're bought, they is bought Daddy's or is it Daddy, the other one? Daddy's like, dogs. I think it's Daddy's dogs, and they are going to be over where Eastside Bowl is, and that building oh, cool. that's up front. Yeah, they need to build that up a little yeah, bit. That's cool. So. And there was I went so I went to this place. Um, one of the most well-hidden restaurants I've been to in a long time. The owner actually lives in Old Hickory Village, mm-hmm. but it's a pizza place also. Uh, yeah. 
I just went brain dead. Is it the slice? Anyhow, it's like on Wedgwood. It's in Wedgwood, Houston. So yeah, I don't. You know, I don't get over over there. I either. understand. So when you go, when you exit, like if you're going to the soccer stadium, and so you mm-hmm. exit off 65 South, you go under the freeway. Yeah. If you immediately turn right, right, there's like a little industrial thing back yeah, there, yeah. and there's a. Um, uh, where the fancy haircutting places yeah. is back there, and yeah. a couple of places, and then there's like a co-working thing for people that do woodworking and stuff. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. And they've got a, there's a pizza place back there, and it was quite good. And I do want to give the guy props. I'll get the name, the specific location, all that kind of stuff next time. But it had another great mm-hmm. pizza, and then there's another new pizza place that opened in East Nashville. I'm going to try this week, and we'll report back and when we record in a couple yeah. of weeks. And then, didn't we get a new breakfast place in Donaldson? Um, there's a bunch of so I've been gone for a month. I got this list of places of new restaurants that I have to try. So I'll be I'll be on a tour. Okay, cool. For the next little bit. That works. Yeah, I don't know because I've not been down the to Dunkin' Donaldson Donuts either. open by your the house. The Dunkin' Donuts open by my house. I've not been yet. <laughs> oh man, I have. It's, it's like around the corner. From my the business house. partner is addicted to Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, and so he's been watching, and he would yeah. call me. He says, "You know, I just drove by that Dunkin'." Nobody's doing anything. And this went on for weeks. And yeah. finally, they're open. He's very happy. Yeah. I went in the other day. And, of course, they're training a new staff. It's hard to get staff in right. those kind of positions right yeah. now. He was there for a very long time. Yeah. So the poor young guy that was working the cash register uh, at 8 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. at a Dunkin' Donuts told him and another very large customer that was behind him. And he, he, said, he pointed that out on purpose. Not fat. Mm-hmm. Big man. Big man. Yeah. Wanted what he wanted, right? And... The poor kid at the counter said, oh, we're out of croissants. Yeah. And everybody wanted the sausage, egg, egg croissant, egg. breakfast sandwich. That's right. why they were there, right? Right. Been waiting for months for this place to open. Mm-hmm. And so 20 minutes go by. Yeah. While they're trying to figure out what they do have and don't have and all that kind of stuff. And there's a line of people. And, sure. And as my business partner gets up to the line to finally order, someone from the back says, we have croissants. Huh. <laughs> and the guy that's at the, ca- at the cash register, bless his heart, is like, you said we were out. And he says, well, we were out. That's why we made more. <laughs> right? So, huh. <laughs> so, you know, not without hiccups. But yeah. by golly, we've got a Dunkin' in Old Hickory Village now. So Yeah. It's pretty well, that's good. cool. Yeah. Well, um, we are going to keep doing this. We're going to keep doing it. It's, it's, it is great to do. We got through a tough election season. Right. We had... An interesting, you know, to me, it was a really interesting turn to interview the mayoral candidates. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. I feel more plugged in to our political process in Nashville than I have in the past because they were so generous with their time to come hang out with us. Hopefully, we'll get an opportunity to talk to some people about our upcoming uh, legislative session. Right. Uh, The city of Nashville is suing the state again. Four, four um, suits now. This is four, and it's expensive. It's ludicrous that we have to do this just to operate. A and city. we generally win them. And we're winning. Yeah, yeah I mean, so. it's a, a Republican Supreme Court keeps looking at it and saying, "Well, yeah, you can't do that." Yeah, violates the Tennessee Constitution. Yeah. At some point, we're trying to figure out who we're going to get. We do want to get somebody to talk about the new council yeah. and maybe update us on some. Yeah, of the we're going to bring a guest in to talk there. about it. Yeah, I think so there's a lot still, there. Still working on who that's going to be, but we're going to we're going to try to find. We'll somebody. get a council agenda for the next few months and yeah. and start talking about what's out there to vote on. And thanks for being patient with us while we were gone for a month uh, exploring opportunities just in case Donald Trump gets reelected. Yeah. And, um, you know, come back and see us in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening. Thank you all. We'll see you soon.